Hello and welcome to another episode of Caffeinated Convos and Horrible Bosses. I am your host, Lauren Williams, Chief Boss Lady of Workplace Harmony and co-founder of Williams and Quigley. And I am just oh so excited about my guest today. I know I say that a lot, but I mean it this time. I am very, very happy to have Brandon Anderson, the Chief Accountability Officer of Maker B Consulting with me. And I cannot wait to hear his horrible boss story. Brandon and I had the pleasure of meeting and talking last week, and it was just the best conversation. I probably kept him on the phone way too long, but he was too kind to tell me that because I can be a chatty Kathy. But welcome, Brandon. Oh, thank you so much for having me. No, that conversation could have gone uh, for days if, if we let it, but you know, that's why we're why, that's why we're doing the podcast here. We're going to be able to talk through all those things we weren't able to last time and, uh, and keep the conversation rolling. So I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Hooray, hooray, hooray. So we always start, what are you drinking? And I think, is it morning where you are? Or is it noontime where you are? We just hit noon. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's noon, 12.09 over here. But, uh, you know, it's been a busy, busy week and continuing to be a busy day. So I'm actually uh, drinking still whiskey. drinking. Yeah, still drinking a little bit of coffee. Um, I've actually <laughs> gone coffee. away from coffee just a little bit as a... Uh, I grew up in the barista world as, as my entire, you know, younger job position was. So I uh, drank a lot, probably a lifetime's worth of caffeine back then. Um, so I've been going a little bit lighter, but when I make it now, it's a, it's a special thing. So today, for this occasion, of course, um, I made myself a, a little AeroPress of a local uh, roaster out here in Portland, Oregon. And um, it's a really, really nice cup of coffee, but I'm definitely starting to feel the caffeination. So if you catch me rambling, make sure to cut me off. <laughs> I was going to say, I bet you're like a coffee snob and I bet you're drinking something super fancy. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm all of the Oregon stereotypes, unfortunately, being raised, born and raised out here. Like I've got my kombucha, I brew my own beer, I make my own sourdough, I cook, I garden. So uh, I, I embrace the stereotypes because I have no other option. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. No, good coffee is key. Good coffee. Yeah, it, is key. it really is. I mean, why drink weak? Boring, horrible coffee. I totally agree with you. We're grinding our own and finding yep. our our local ones too. Our little um, like supporting ones that are you know helping fair trade and yeah. you know kind of helping others out that way. So yeah, I'm with you. And I you know I think I'm a coffee drinker all day too. There are days I try to cut it back, but last night I was like, oh, I'm not going to drink it in the afternoon, and I was like dead by 8 p.m. I was yeah. so I'm like, okay, this is why I drink coffee all day long like I can't have it, this. it comes at you quick yeah once you start getting those three o'clock blues you're like man I just don't know if I can power through and you're like oh yeah it's because I had a whole bunch of coffee in the morning <laughs> and I haven't had any sense so I just need a little bit more to keep me going uh and then and then there you are you're, you're back in the cycle I love it I love it well that's wonderful please I want to hear more about you as a chief accountability officer. I know we talked a little, but tell everyone who's listening what a chief accountability officer does and who you work with. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. So, um, you know, accountability officer is, is a relatively new thing that I'm working on here with Maker B Consulting, uh, my company. And we really focus on helping small businesses to you know, stay aligned to their goals, make sure they don't stray too off the path, and, and more importantly, making sure that they're accomplishing their goals and moving their business forward. So um, what that means is I essentially sit down with business founders or you know, executives or even just people within a company that are having trouble 
progressing their careers. And I say, okay, we sit down, we establish your goals. We use a project management software to track all of the tasks toward those goals and break down tasks to make them a little bit easier to digest uh, so that we can hit them rather than having these big overarching goals that seem impossible to get to. Um, so it, it really comes in the form of these, these meetings that are anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour per week, per month, whatever works for, for the client. And then just helping along the way, um, to make sure that what you said you were going to do, you actually did, which is, uh, something that procrastination is a, is a huge part of running a business. It's very, very easy to push things off. Um, but it's also very easy to get things done, um, given that you, you're holding yourself accountable and you have somebody to help hold yourself accountable for that. Um, so that's where MakerBee was really founded um, and, and that's where we kicked things off. And we've been you know, growing ever since because if nothing else, COVID has brought a, uh, a lot of people who realize they need to make their own path. Uh, when, when other people aren't looking out for them. And uh, you know, Maker B was founded in January of this past year, so just before COVID hit. Um, and we saw that opportunity to help these people who were going out on their own really find success. Um, and it's been, it's been a very, very, very fulfilling. I feel like I've got just a little, just a little part, you know, they get all the credit for their business success, but you know, I, I like to take a little bit, a little sliver for myself to be like, hey, I helped them get there and, and we worked together to help them get there. And it's a very fulfilling position. Yeah, everyone needs that. I mean, everyone, I think for the most part, you don't always do what you say you're going to do. And it's not right. out of um, being mean or rude or intentionally. There's just so many things in a day that distract us and pull us away. And I'm incredibly guilty of this. So I love hearing that that is how you're helping clients succeed and thrive and take their business to the next level is being that accountability partner. So what does that look like? What does that look like when they're, when they're not doing it? What do you have to say to them? Yeah, it's, um, you know, I, I really set the boundaries per person because some people, you know, I have a client who told me right out of the gate, I'm very sensitive and, you know, I will take a lot of guilt uh, and, and that will, you know, hurt my, you know, where I'm at personally. Uh, if I feel like I'm not meeting your expectations. And so somebody like that, I, you know, take things a little bit more calm and just ask instead of saying, hey, you said you were going to do this and you didn't. It's more of where are we at on this? And if they don't meet it, then I break down the tasks to be even smaller to say, okay, what can we do this week? And just help them find that path forward. And then there are others who recognize, listen, I will lie through my teeth to make sure that <laughs> you think that I'm doing a good job to make sure. and. And to those people, I'm like, listen, if you lie to me, then you're, then we're not doing anything, right? Then I don't know, we're, we're not progressing. We don't know how to fix things. And so I just have to be real direct with those people and let them know, you said you were going to do this last week and we didn't. Can we get it done this week? And if not, once again, we go to break down the tasks. So really at the core, and I know this is something that you can uh, align with here, Lauren, is the communication of trusting mm -hmm. each other and understanding each other to know we're here to help and we're here to you know help your business help you personally so let's just make sure that those goals are aligned and then we'll push things forward from there 
I truly do appreciate that because I the communication is a huge piece and having like you said the trust like it comes down to trust because that person's got to have trust in you that the way you're steering them is the right way and also mm-hmm. trust enough to be honest of I didn't get this done and right. that's a hard thing to say or that's a you know I'm sure right after that comes an excuse or a rebuttal yes. or a, this my dog ate my homework kind of thing right. so. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and you know the uh, on that note, it's, you know, once we do establish that trust, it usually takes about, you know, a month of, of weekly meetings to really get to know each other and trust that I'm not going to, you know, jump at them and make them feel guilty for not accomplishing their tasks. But then what happens after that when the trust is there is that, you know, my clients start opening up and all of these things that are tangled around in their in their head where they're having trouble moving forward in a direction, they bring to our meetings. And all I do is act sort of as a reflection of, my clients to say, okay, so you want to accomplish this or, or you want this done, what do you need to do to get there? And just help guide them down a path uh, where all of a sudden all, you know, the chaos that you feel like as a small business owner that you have kind of swirling around in your brain, what you get to do is put all that on the table and then you get to actually focus on certain things and you and you reduce that chaos. And it's been, it's been really nice to see the transition there um, with my clients to be like, oh, we're not just saying, you're going to do this task because you said so, but we're also helping your mental state and, and help grow your company through that as well. It's been, uh, it's been really interesting to see what small business actually does need um, outside, of the, outside of the basics. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just think it's a huge area of opportunity and I can't think of one business owner or leader who doesn't need this. Right. Yeah. And, you know, that's great to hear, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Send them my way, Lauren. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll make sure to drop the emails in there. But yeah, it's, um, I, you know, that started because one of my friends reached out and he was having trouble with his, um, yeah, he has a marketing firm. He was just having trouble keeping the, the, the train on the tracks. And uh, he, we knew each other and he trusted me. He said, hey, could I ask you a ridiculous thing? Like, could I ask you to just keep me accountable for these three things on my list to make sure I meet that by the end of the month? And I was like, sure, why not? You know, let's try it out. And uh, eventually because of that, we kind of developed this business. Um, And he was my first client that that I took on uh, because he was just open about it. And he was like, hey, I know a lot of people that could benefit from this. And so I just, you know, sharpened my my tools there and took a little bit of uh, education, but also it's not that I am the greatest non-procrastinator on the planet. I want to be very clear about that, right? <laughs> I, am, I am not this gold standard of no procrastination, um, but what I am able to do is, you know, manage these things for my clients to make sure that they're staying on track, which in turn keeps me accountable and keeps me motivated. And uh, so it, it's almost this uh, this nice ecosystem that we create after, after a couple of meetings there. And it's been, again, really fulfilling and really rewarding to have that with each meeting we go through. Yeah, I, I absolutely see that. I can see how it's like a win-win all around, but leaves you feeling like, yes, something was majorly accomplished, and then they're off and running. That's fantastic. Right. So diving in here, I know you said you had a former career at Barista and yep. lots of different jobs. I would love to hear about your worst boss ever. Don't spare any details. We want to <laughs> all, all the things about the horrible boss or bosses <laughs> that you've had. Yeah. Yeah, there's, um, you know, I've been working since I was 16 and my first boss was my mother uh, <laughs> at a coffee shop that she owned. 
Um, and she was not the worst boss. And, uh, you know, love Good. you, Mom. I was about to say, oh, Thank no. Yeah. <laughs> right. Love you, Mom. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, and it helped me, you know, have a, have a career through or have a job through high school and through college as a barista. Um, but definitely once I got to college, um, I went, you know, to the University of Oregon out here in Eugene. And there were, you know, several coffee shops I worked at here and there. And uh, yeah, uh, when you're in a college environment, you find that, you know, a lot of these bosses don't really care. I think that, you know, it's a very transient community. So you get a lot of people coming in and then they have to go home for the summer. Um, I stayed in Eugene the whole time I was there. I never, you know, I, I stayed, kept my lease and, and whatever. So I worked through the summer and whatnot. But because of that, bosses were not really willing to invest in their people <laughs> so you know you would show up you would, you would very rarely get a raise you know they would never get performance checks you it was pretty much just clock in and clock out your manager was only really there to set your schedule but if you had any you know complaints or any questions you would pretty much just be shut down and told okay like you're you're taking this too seriously <laughs> which was a weird <laughs> experience to have as a you know 19 year old i was like oh i thought this was a professional thing and uh yeah, and it, and it definitely wasn't. You're taking um, so it too I, seriously. Slow down. We're not that excited. <laughs> right. It's like, okay, kid, what are you trying to do? And I was like, you know, make money and, you know, progress, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what we're all trying to do. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, that was one, yeah, one shop in Eugene that, yeah, I won't, I won't name out of, you know, respect, but right. it was, uh, I was there for about a year and a half. And finally, the, the camel that, or the, the straw that broke the camel's back was that, I'd been here for a long time. I, you know, had a, an open schedule where I was able to help, you know, onboard some new people. I wanted a progression. Um, I'd, you know, never been laid. All, all those things you say when you're when you're first getting started, and they were just like, you know, we we're not really interested in uh, promoting college kids. And that was the most, as a young person, that was the most disheartening. Like, oh my gosh, I just got put in this box because I go to school. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and so pretty, I was out of there pretty quickly. Um, started a, a career in journalism, um, which, you know, that was that was a difficult field at the time as everything was going digital. Um, moved my way into, into marketing and uh, marketing and sales. And I worked for this company that I was really excited about because I had the right experience. You know, I checked all the boxes. I feel like for the first time um, in my working experience where I had, you know, a career path uh, that was in this marketing industry. And you know, I started with this company. We were really excited about it. Uh, you know, I felt like there was just huge amounts of potential. And, you know, the worst experience that I had there was I didn't get the training. Oh, <laughs> I was just no. thrown in. And, um, you know, there was a lot of the expectation out of the gate that, listen, I, this is a newer, you know, working for an agency. This is a newer experience for me. And, you know, I, I wanted to learn as I was going but I had the people skills I had you know with a long career long, quote unquote long career in sales um, I had the people skills I could build these connections I just needed to learn what you know what the whole company was doing and how it was working so that I could you know interact properly and I just got thrown in there was no time to correct uh, because the company was growing so quickly and moving so quickly um, nobody took the time to bring me up to speed and that oh, resulted that's a shame. in it really is you know and that that's the big thing because i you know i love the i love the company so much and the you know founders and the owners were all just amazing people but they were just too busy to take the time um 
to really sit down and, and take me through a lot of the things. And um, what happened was, you know, after the 30 day review, I wasn't quite hitting the benchmarks and I brought that up that I didn't feel like I was getting proper training and, um, you know, I was learning on the job. So mistakes were being made and, you know, and I was just, just asking for a little bit more assistance. Um, some promises were made and then not lived up to And so long story short, we just hit this cycle of 90 days goes by, six months go by. And at that point I was still floundering. I was just so underwater that I, I needed to start aggressively looking for another position for, you know, at this point, you know, things were, were happening with COVID. It was getting a little bit sketchy out there. And, uh, yeah. and, you know, and that's honestly what kind of ended up kicking off Maker Bee is I was looking for a lifeline of uh, something that I could be in control of a little bit more myself. And so I guess in that way, I have, uh, you know, that position to thank uh, for, for encouraging me to, to look for an entrepreneurial um, uh, position that I could go into. Um, but it was one of those, like I, I had just had such high hopes for what I could do and, and how I could do it within this company. And because of, you know, a lack of leadership, it, it really shut things down quickly. Wow, you're not gonna believe this. Literally before our talk today, I was doing a Facebook Live with my business partner and we were literally describing this scenario. We were describing, no yes, 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 it's crazy. Um, it's on our page on Optimize, Streamline and Scale on Facebook, you can see it. We were talking about basically when you're hiring people, all the pitfalls to avoid and like, just because you hire them, you're not anywhere near done. There is so much work to do before they come on to get them excited, work once they're there. But we literally use that scenario of a 30 day check-in. If you're not satisfied, you need to look at yourself before the person. So as a hiring manager, as a boss, if you're not happy with where that person is in those 30 days, what have you done to contribute to that? Because nine times out of 10, it's not that person you brought in. It's the lack of knowledge, education, and tools you've given them or not given them that has led to where you are. So it just breaks my heart to hear you went through that. Um, it's, it's a pitfall that many, many companies fall into because they're so excited about hiring. They forget about now what now what how do I, we be intentional about this i think that that's just so perfect and i'm so glad that people are addressing i'm actually working on a blog post about the same thing so there's something in the air right now um because yeah it is the uh you know i was proud to come in as a qualified candidate and be hired because of that but just because i was qualified doesn't mean that you're going to be able to translate everything from one yes. position to the next one company to the next yes and that's all i was asking is like could you give me you know a dictionary so i can understand what we're talking about here because then i can connect the dots and i can put the rest together but because that time wasn't put in on the beginning you know the the company ended up wasting valuable time and, and resources on an employee who ended up you know leaving relatively quickly yeah um and and that's that's kind of where i see is the you know from the employer standpoint i see is the missed opportunity yeah, it reminds me of a story I heard. I used to work in the restaurant business for years and years and years. And I worked with a guy who worked for this super famous chef, some like big deal guy in Philly who was like all the rage. And I said, how was that? And he's like, oh, he's a total jerk. And he went to work like the first day and in the kitchen, everyone was like screaming in French and my friend is Dutch he doesn't know French at all and they said the chef was like screaming screaming everyone knew what he was 
saying because I guess they were so used to it but my poor friend had no idea and he was yelling him in French to like hand a spoon to him and my oh, friend's God. just standing there like what does he even need? And like, no one would help. Everyone was just like, haha, new guy. But it's a lot like that. Like you go to a new business and they have new um, language they use. They have all these acronyms and you're like, what right. are you talking about? And you don't want to always be the one in the meeting saying, what is that? What is that? What is that? But you have exactly. to because no one's told you. And so it's like, you go to a new company, it's like landing on the moon. You got to figure everything out. And you may have the skills and abilities that got you there, but you don't always know like the secret sauce. You're still learning that so you still need to know who's the right people to go to to get your questions answered what do you do if you get stuck where do you find resources like just all the things and we actually talk about this in our videos so go check it out because we say you can't just send someone like 55 emails with all the information and say well I gave it to them that doesn't work that's not that's so true I, I can't wait to watch the video because again it feels like it's it's something that's happening more often it, I feel like the the system used to be throw them to the wolves and they will learn or they yes. will or they won't right they and won't and what, then you're in a yeah. problem yeah right then you've just wasted again so much money on on you know recruiting and hiring talent only to you know let it go sour because you weren't able to to actually you know increase your your employee knowledge base increase their knowledge base um and you know i before uh it's a couple of years ago i worked for WeWork back when you know they were still kind of starting up and one thing that they really invested in um, was onboarding education to a fault, I almost feel like. It was almost too much. <laughs> um, but it was one of those that I, I had such a quick ramp period because they took lots of time and a lot of resources in order to make sure that as a salesperson, I was able to step into any building in the WeWork portfolio and talk about office space and talk about the WeWork value proposition. And I think if I were just thrown in, I, I wouldn't have been able to have that confidence to succeed in that position. So um, awesome. I feel like I've seen kind of both sides of the coin now and I, I recognize very much so that I, you know, being able to come out of the gate with, you know, armed with that knowledge and that industry experience uh, of just the training sessions made just a world of difference in a completely different working environment. Yes, pop over to our group, check out our video. It's on Facebook, Optimize Streamline Scale, and you can see that. And then we did one last week on delegation. So there's some good gems in there you can probably use. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's hop over to the best boss you ever had, because I always like to end on a high note. Not all bosses are awful. Just That's right. I've had not all of them. So what about the best one ever? I cannot wait to talk about this one. I was so excited that this was there because I have still who I consider to be the best boss I've had, which I guess is the question. Is your mom? Um, is my mom, right? Of oh. course. Yes, <laughs> no, I wish, I was, yes, she was great, but she was also very strict on me and she brought work home. So that wasn't the best. But um, I, my, my favorite boss, uh, his name is Rick Nickerson. I'm more than happy to shout him out. Um, we worked together at uh, Worthy Brewing over here in Bend, Oregon. Um, it was my first major sales job. Um, and this company, you know, I was 22 or 23 at the time. Uh, and I, they really took a risk on me. I was a college kid, I was a you know, journalist who wasn't really enjoying uh, the way print media was going right now. Um, and I decided to make a switch into uh, into the beer industry that was booming in Bend, Oregon at the time. You know, there were some 20 breweries. It was a ridiculous, we had the highest breweries per capita for, for a couple of years there. Um, and so Rick awesome. brought me in, uh, kind of took a risk, but again, he, um, 
you know, he really focused on giving me the space to learn and to understand the industry by my own terms, but then also coaching me and taking the time to sit down weekly and talk about what went well and what didn't and, and offer his insights and expertise uh, as an industry veteran. Um, and, you know, I, I just loved that he gave me enough space to do what I needed to do, but not so much that I got lost and overwhelmed. Um, and he approached everything with humility. He approached everything as a learning opportunity for both of us. Um, and I think that, you know, I was one of his earlier employees. Uh, and so I think it just came naturally to him. I think he, he just understood what people need to be successful. And, and I think he had a couple of great bosses in his time as well. Um, and so because of that, I got very quickly was able to have the confidence to approach that position and succeed in it and, and really grow into it over the next couple of years, um, which what, it was just like such as, as one of my first introductions to a career path, right? Something outside of uh, being a barista or a bartender. Um, this was, a, I was like, oh, this is actually, this is going to be great. This is going to be really, really cool. And we, we still keep up to this day. Um, you know, That's awesome. not working together for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I love hearing that. I love hearing that. And like, just, you can hear when you tell the story, what a great time it was in your career and in your professional journey. So having someone have such a positive impact, that's absolutely fantastic. Oh, so much of it, so much of what we talked about has stuck with me to this day. Um, I think a, a big reason of, you know, why I am who I am today is because of, you know, stuff that we worked through together. Um, and he, you know, he always had this, you know, the thing that he would tell me about his, his, you know, quote unquote family tree and what it meant for him to have people that he brought into the industry or coached in the industry that go and do great things or, or go do more things. And um, I always loved that idea of like, yeah, if you can help so many people and yes. you can see their businesses go and thrive and you can see them as people go and thrive. And then, you know, you feel like you have a part in that. I do think that that ties back to Maker B, where I feel like each business, each person that I work with, I'm, I'm including in my family tree where now, you know, whether, whether they like it or not, I'm going to be invested in them and invested in their company and, and doing everything I can to help them succeed. And I think that I did get that from Rick. I absolutely love that. And I was just about to say, it does sound a lot like what you're doing with your clients, being able to help so many people be successful and then extend that and they're helping others and they're empowering employees and they're creating great workplaces. And I love that so much. That's fantastic lesson. Yeah. One of my, one of my clients, um, one of my early clients actually just brought on their first employee uh, this past week and that was the most like proud dad I've gotten about this job so far of like oh it was so it was like we were talking about bringing them on and talking about employee education and building you know it was one of her goals milestones that we had set when we first started working together and um, because I, I just felt like my family tree grew just a little bit um, by by her hiring this new employee and um, it's been it's just been very rewarding and I think a lot of that framework like I said comes back to having just a great a great boss and Rick Nickerson that's awesome that's such a cool story Brandon do me a favor tell everyone where they should find you I know we are connected via LinkedIn where do you like people to go if they need a chief accountability officer as we all do right. and to just connect with you and learn more about Maker B yes everybody please go check out makerbconsulting.com um, that's where you're gonna get the most information and the quickest line to me Otherwise, I'm on Twitter at ConsultMaker uh, because all those great handles are taken nowadays. I am on Instagram at MakerBeatConsulting. 
uh, Facebook about the same. Um, and always, you know, never hesitate to send me an email uh, if you want to go directly to the source. It's Brandon, B-R-A-N-D-E-N, at MakerBeeConsulting.com. Um, I'd be happy to chat with you. I do a lot of free consultations just to see where you're at and see where I can help or if something else could help you. And uh, I just love hearing people's stories and hearing about people's businesses. And uh, I'd love to have that chat. Wonderful. That's awesome. That's so fantastic. Make sure you guys hit up Brandon. We'll tag him and everything in our show notes. Uh, make sure that you listen to this. Make sure you check out that Facebook group for the video, Optimize Streamline Scale. Uh, and make sure you visit Make or Be Consulting and hit up Brandon because everyone needs an accountability person in their lives for sure. And I feel pretty confident that you're very good at this, Brandon. <laughs> Thank you. I sure hope so. My, my clients have liked it so far, but I'm always improving. And uh, with each person, I'm learning a little bit more. So, yep, I'd love to see any and all of you. Awesome. Thanks so much for being with us today. Of course. Thank you so much, Lauren. It's been, it's been a pleasure.